Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, accompanied by Jacob Schrader. How are you doing, Jacob? I'm doing good. You know, it's a Thursday. I love doing these episodes on Thursday. We've got Thursday Night Football. Not the greatest game, but should be an interesting one. And then we've got football in Germany this weekend. Yeah, That's pretty cool. It's crazy. Tom Brady's playing in Germany. I wonder if he's going to break his hardcore kale diet and have some uh, beers and bratwurst there. But probably not because he's. <laughs> I would doubt. It. I, I always said the guy like like because I went to school in Boston and everyone fawned over Tom Brady. Me being a Giants fan, I could care less about Tom Brady. But I was like, the guy has like the personality of a snail. Like he doesn't have a personality. I don't, I don't like he's not someone you want want to have a beer with. I I agree with that to some degree. You know the people who are like that, the 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 crazy entrepreneurs or crazy athletes like Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson is even worse, right? Imagine Russell Wilson and Tom Brady trying to shoot the shit for an hour. Yeah. Like, like Matt Stafford, your boy, he's a guy I could see doing a keg stand. Yeah, no, there's some funny pictures from Matthew Stafford in college. I mean, (laughs) like uh, him giving the, it used to be my phone background for a while. Just him giving the finger the bird, just flipping (laughs) out the camera. No, no fucks in the world. Uh, He's a, he's the man. Well, yeah. let's let's recap last week. I finally got back on the winning track. It was a, it was a hard fought week, though. I won by all of a point and a half because my opponent had the inevitable Joe Mixon that just went off. <laughs> and I actually was up by a decent amount. Then I kept seeing Joe Mixon get touchdown after touchdown. I'm like, wow, I'm going to lose this again. But Devontae Adams had a big game for me. Then I had a few other guys who had good games. Damian Pierce had a good game. Dalvin Cook had a good game. So I ended up winning my week. How did you do? Yeah, so I, I'm a Joe Mixon owner. So I think Joe Mixon had more points last week than he's had pretty much the entire season. I mean, that's not actually true. But but this reminded me of that Jamal um, – gosh, J- Jamal the, – the Chiefs running back. Uh, Jamal had, Williams, yeah. No, no, I don't think his name was Jamal What? what oh, it was um, – shoot, I'm missing a – it was, it was like Jamal was- Charles, Jamal Charles. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that game where it was like the same thing. He had five touchdowns four running. Maybe, maybe Jamal Williams had more or Jamal Adams. Jesus Christ. Jamal Charles had, had receiving touchdowns, but anyways, it was like, you knew that he was just going to get touchdown after touchdown after the third one. He, he ended up with five, which is crazy. crazy. I know. So I I'm, I'm hoping our listeners listen to you and not me about Justin Fields, because that guy just, his legs just took off against the dolphins. Yeah, you know, it was like 17-yard rush, 18-yard rush, and then he busted out a 49-yard run. And it was it was uh it was crazy. He, you know, I, I was just picking up on, up on the fact that he had looked good in previous weeks. He had taken a noticeable step forward. They were putting up points against teams like the Cowboys. They they were doing okay. And he's not yeah. throwing the ball a ton. So, you know, Darno Mooney and Claypool, they're still not viable fantasy options. Yeah. But Justin Fields is gonna put 60 rushing yards to pad his stats every single week. He's, he's like a bootleg uh, Kyler Murray or, 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 or bootleg Jalen hurts. Um, and, and those guys, even though Kyler Murray's not having a good year, he's still top eight in fantasy quarterback. So Justin Fields, even though he's not, you know, the, the bears aren't very good and they're not putting up crazy points. If he's putting up 60 rushing yards, he's a good quarterback to start. Yeah, absolutely. And that leads us into my start of the week. And Justin Fields is obviously number one. I picked him up in my fantasy league 
because my two quarterbacks are Justin Herbert and Kirk Cousins, and I don't trust Kirk Cousins against the Buffalo defense. And Justin Herbert has just been a big letdown all year. So I picked up Justin Fields. He is going up against Detroit. We all know that Detroit, even though Aaron Rodgers managed to only get nine points off them la- off of them last week, Detroit is one of the worst defenses against the league. They allowed the third most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. I think that with the game, I think they know the game plan now, the Bears do. Let Justin Fields run. That's how he's going to win. He's not going to win with his arm. He's still incredibly inaccurate. When he did throw in the game against the Dolphins, he missed a ton of wide open receivers. And I still think that if you rely on him to throw anywhere from 20 to 25 times a game, he's going to commit interceptions. He's going to have a low completion percentage, but he is going to make some noise on the ground. So against the Bears, I do have Justin Fields starting. I also like Daniel Jones, my New York Giants boy. Daniel Jones, he had a rough outing against Seattle. Uh, when was it? Two weeks ago because they just had a bye week. But now they're going up against the Texans. The Texans have the worst run defense in the league. Worst run defense in the league. I think that Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are just going to run all over them. We still know the Giants are struggling at wide receiver. They don't have viable options at either end. I think that they're going to use a game plan where they're just going to run the ball, pound the ball downfield. We know Daniel Jones can run. Daniel Jones is my other start. And then my final star, I actually have Tom Brady, the Germany, the the game in Germany, because I do think that going up against uh, against the team, uh, the Seahawks this week, I think he's just going to have a good game. He seemed to turn the clock back a little bit last week against the Rams. They did have that vintage Tom Brady comeback with 50 seconds left. He led them down the field to a touchdown. And sometimes that's the only motivation you need is to do something like that. And I think that it does spark some motivation in them. If you watch the game too, Mike Evans probably had like four or five drops in that game, which I put him in my daily fantasy lineup. And I was just disgusted that he was dropping so many, including a touchdown. Mike Evans isn't going to play like that again. I think that he bounces back. He has a good game. I think going to Germany, Seattle's a young team. There's There was a stat. I forget where I found it, but young teams traveling to, to overseas don't necessarily play well. There's a big time difference. And if you think about Seattle, Seattle lives on is on the West Coast. It's not like being on the East Coast and traveling overseas. It's a, You have to factor in another five to six hours in the air. So that's a lot of traveling Seattle has to do. I think they might be a little sluggish, a little more jet lagged. This obviously isn't Tom Brady's first rodeo. At least it is in Germany, but not necessarily traveling elsewhere to different countries to play. So I do like Tom Brady to start this week. How about you, Jacob? Yeah. You know, I guess I'll just say that, that Mike Evans performance was ridiculous. I mean, he dropped four first down passes and, the touchdown and he did the same last week it, it's odd you know he, he's kind of a guy you see as consistent not really having those concentration drops and he's had a ton of them this year yeah I mean the the struggles of the Bucks I don't know how much you really put on Brady here he's been playing pretty well he was he played well in the game against the the Rams it was just his receivers were dropping the ball and he you know he doesn't really have a tight end although you know Otten Kate is Otten, yeah yeah, he's, he's certainly emerging, and, and Kate Otten actually won them that game. Kate Otten, you know, caught a 28-yard pass down the middle of the field with 50 seconds left. That just basically gave the Bucks the ability to, to you know, they were in control after that. Yeah, there, were, there were 45 seconds left in the clock, and, and they had the ball around midfield, and it was easy for them from there. I mean, I think Chris Godwin caught, like, a ridiculous amount of passes, like four-yard passes, and, and then they just scored, so – 
you know, uh, I, I like the Tom Brady pick. I think it's a, a good insight that Seattle may be worse than anticipated because they actually have an okay defense at this point. But I, I can 100% see the correlation for young players not traveling well. And then the, the extra time in the year, that's that's a legitimate point and, and something that should be taken into account. Yep. Um, so I guess I can say that I also like Justin Fields. Um, I had him as a start last week out of nowhere. Um, and he's coming alive. He's come alive the last three weeks and against the the Lions. I mean, he's poised to put up another 178 rushing yards. Um, I mean, if he does so, it'll be two of the the highest scoring quarterback fantasy performances of the year. Um, he he went absolutely off in my league and my league is is more tailored towards throwing quarterbacks. So uh, in, in standard, I think he put up 42 points, which is ridiculous for a quarterback. Um, so I like him again this week. They're playing Detroit. They're playing at home. Um, good week, potentially, for Justin Fields incoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, I've got Matthew Stafford. I oh, mean, boy. <laughs> you know, it, he, he, he the only game this season, there's been two games this season where the Rams have looked like the Rams. Uh, and that one of those was against Arizona, and the other one was against Atlanta. Um, and this game was at Arizona. Stafford didn't put up a good stat line at all from a fantasy point of view, but he didn't throw a pick. He, he was 18 for 25 for 250 yards. You know, that's a pretty good, that's, t- that's 10 yards per attempt, right? That's good. And the touchdowns I think are a little bit an anomaly there that he didn't score a touchdown. I do think he'll have a good week this week. I mean, he was bad last week, actually. Uh, against Tampa Bay, under 50% completion percentage, 165 yards. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the Rams. It's it's tough to watch. I, I talked about this earlier on one of our calls. I was literally folding laundry during this game. It was like literally more more engaged in folding laundry than watching the Rams go three and out every time. But uh, they've got, uh, they've got a, a receiver back. Um, gosh, I, oh God, I can't remember his name. But they, they, Van Jefferson, they've got Van Jefferson back. He didn't really catch a pass or do much last week, but he's a good player, and he stretches out the the offense a little bit. So I think Stafford could have a good week this week. Um, I actually, you know, this is going to be crazy, but I have another Rams running back as a start, and, and we'll yeah. get to that later. But uh, well, The only thing to be careful for, because I agree, if Matt Stafford plays, he's definitely a top star because Arizona does struggle against the Rams. But one thing of note for the audience is Matt Stafford was placed in concussion protocol yesterday that being wednesday so his status is something to monitor hopefully he can clear that before sunday right now indications are there's a good chance he has of suiting up but just something to keep an eye on if you're a matt stafford fantasy owner yeah you know i saw that on espn i saw that he was questionable um and i have no idea where that came from i didn't really research it and say and and see that he was in concussion protocol i mean that sucks i mean geez the rams are three and five now I mean, if they don't, if they don't start, oh my God, the worst possible thing is if the backup plays well and Stafford is put on the bench. I mean, I would cry. I don't even know who their backup is. I think it's the same guy, uh, Colt McCoy, maybe. Oh, is it McCoy? Let me see Rams depth chart. That that's crazy. No, it's uh, John Wolford. Okay, well, he's I'm similar. He's, to he's good. He's not bad. He's good backup. He did win a playoff game for the Rams a couple he years did. ago. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anyway, anyway, so I got Stafford, and then lastly, I got Jacoby Brissett. That's a good start uh, against the Dolphins. Yeah, you know, I actually have been doing pretty well, taking the over in every single Miami Dolphins game this year. Uh, their defense is absolutely atrocious. I mean, how do you, you you gave up the most rushing yards in NFL history to a quarterback who can't throw? 
Uh, I mean, all you had to do was put 11 people in the box and you would have been fine. Uh, I think Brissette does well. I think Amari Cooper does well. I think I actually have another Cleveland running back in, in my stardom. So we'll, we'll get to that in a second, but I think Brissette does good. Um, he's been okay this year. He didn't really do, he did okay in the game against uh, Cincinnati. He didn't have to do much, but high completion percentage, 278 yards and a touchdown. He actually did well, well, so he had a rushing touchdown as well, but I think it's a good week for Brissett once again. I agree. I actually like Cleveland to upset Miami. That's one of my upset picks this week. I think Cleveland has a very underrated defense. You saw them shut down the Bengals on Halloween night. What was it, like 30, 32 to 13, and it was a garbage time touchdown at the end. But wow. they are get, one thing to note for the Browns, they are getting Deshaun Watson back after week 11. So Jacoby Brissett's days as a starter are numbered. You know he's going to step up. You know he's going to play his best. You know Cleveland must be getting excited because they know Deshaun Watson comes back. So Cleveland, they have an outside shot of making the playoffs. So Cleveland, this is a big win for them because we know Miami is most likely going to be a wild card team if the Bills hang on and win that division. So they're competing for a wild card. This is a big game. I think Cleveland does step up. I think Jacoby Brissett does have a good game. So I agree with you right there. Let's go. Let's go to our sit And I am sitting Kirk Cousins this week. I told you that I picked up Justin Fields. I put Kirk Cousins on the bench. He did a decent job for me last week when they were going up against Washington. I really thought he would have had a better game, but he did decent, so I can't complain too much. But they are going up against the Bills. The Bills, we know, have an outstanding defense. Don't take into account the game against the Jets. That was just a weird game if you watched it. And really, the Jets took advantage of two short fields to score touchdowns after Josh Allen turnovers. So I do I do think Kirk Cousins doesn't have a great week against the Bills. We see we saw the last time he went up against a premier defense, and that was against the Eagles, and he threw three interceptions. So sit Kirk Cousins this week. Also sit Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is going up against the Cowboys. His receivers are pretty much all questionable. Alan Lazard is questionable. Romeo Dobbs, I don't even know if he comes back and plays this week. But Aaron Rodgers is going up against Dallas's defense. Dallas has a very good defense. Look at look for Trayvon Diggs to, to get in there and make an interception or two. Micah Parsons is probably going to feast on that atrocious Green Bay offensive line and sack him a few times. So Aaron Rodgers is another sit for me. And then conversely, I'm also sitting Dak Prescott at the Cowboys. The Packers, they have been improving on defensive late. They did hold the Bills pretty much when they faced them on Sunday night a few weeks ago. It wasn't necess- it wasn't a blowout. They held them to, I believe, 27 points, but still against the Bills at home, that is very good. They limited Detroit, who we all know Detroit could score, to only 15 points. So I also think Dak Prescott is going is worth a sit. The Green Bay Packers, they don't give up a lot of points to opposing quarterbacks. They've allowed only the seventh least quarter least points to opposing fantasy quarterbacks. I think that if you look at Dallas, they're going to look to run the ball. The Packers don't have a good run defense. So I think that they're going to utilize Tony Pollard a lot, maybe sprinkle in some Ezekiel Elliott since Elliott hasn't been playing lately. But I don't think that Dak is going to – not that he's going to have a bad game, but I don't think he's going to put up the numbers you're looking at if you're a fantasy owner. So who are your sits, Jacob? Yeah, so I'm going to start with with Brady, actually. And, you know, I, I understand there you, you made a good argument about Seattle being not not as prepared for this game as as they could be. But that, that doesn't, you know, stop the fact that it, Brady just hasn't been having a good year and the Bucs offense just haven't been having a good year. I think people – 
may look at this game and, and may look at the win against Los Angeles and say, okay, it's time to start Brady. I don't know if it is time to start Brady. Uh, I, I really don't. I mean, he's throwing the ball so much. And I guess that's good for a fantasy stat line, but he's thrown the ball over 40 times in the last five games, and he has four touchdowns to show for it. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous amount of passes to throw without a lot of touchdowns. His receivers aren't playing very well. His offensive line must be horrible, right? You know, if he has this good of a receiving core, he's not getting time to throw the ball. His running game isn't there. I I see this as a game Seattle is going to win. But that was before I realized, uh, you know, everything you brought into light earlier. So yeah, if you think about it, if you think about it too, Seattle's three point underdogs in this game. And I talked to my friend the other day who was like, of course I'm taking three points against Seattle. The bucks are terrible. The bucks could barely score against the Rams last week. You think they're going to score against Seattle? I'm like, no, no, no. Just read into the spread more. That's what they want. That's what the public is doing. The public is pounding Seattle right now. This is one of my top plays this week is taking the bucks to cover because I mentioned people don't take the little things into account and, it's already, I just came back from the East Coast. To travel to the East Coast, it's a five to six hour flight. That's just direct to the East Coast. Add another six, seven hours to go overseas. It's a long time to be cooped up on a plane. And if Seattle's a young team, they're uh, believe me, they're going to be jet lagged. They, they played the later window also last Sunday. So they already played a four, they played a 4 p.m. Eastern game. That you know that was equivalent to one p.m. back then. It's it's a long it's 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 just a long time for them to be on a plane to to be traveling and just not enough recovery time. Yeah, you know it, it, it's interesting. I think Seattle's good, but uh, we'll see. This will be a fun game to watch. I'm I'm gonna wake up early on Sunday. Uh, I don't always make it to those early games, but uh, this is a good one, so I'll tune in. I'll be up. My daughter, nine months old, she has me up at 5.30 every morning, so I'll be sitting with the mimosa watching. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a beer just because it's in Germany. Get a nice uh, nice German lager. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right, next up, I've got Derek Carr on my sit list. I actually put Derek Carr in my DFS lineup last weekend. For like the first quarter, I was like, oh, my God, am I going to win a million dollars today? And then the rest of the game happened. And I was like, no, I'm actually not even in the money. <laughs> uh, I had Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. So I was like literally so hot out of the gate. I mean, I think they had two first half touchdowns. Yep. And yep. literally, I think Derek Carr had like under 30 yards in the second half passing. Um, it was great. He actually had over 200 yards in the, the first half, I believe so. You know, I have him as a sit. He, he, he's playing against the, uh, the the Colts, and the Colts are the seventh-ranked pass defense. The Colts are playing low-scoring games. You know, maybe Matt Ryan's back. Maybe he's not. But it, the Colts aren't scoring, and there's no pressure on Derek Carr. I mean, especially against a good defense, I could see a really low-scoring game. Um, just in general, I definitely think Derek Carr's a sit this week. Um, and lastly, I've got Russell Wilson. The only reason, you know, I think Russell Wilson to some degree is unstartable. Um, but the only reason is because he's t- playing Tennessee and Tennessee is ranked 31st against the past. So I think people may be thinking, oh, you know, we may get the old Russell Wilson here. I don't think you will. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I really don't. Especially Corton Sutton's not doing anything right now. Uh, Jerry Judy's actually coming alive a little bit. But I think this is kind of a trap game for for people to start Russell Wilson and then for him to throw for 225 yards and one touchdown. Um I just don't think Russell Wilson in this offense is putting up fantasy viable numbers. I think he is on your bench for the rest of the year. 
Yeah, I, I agree with both of those picks. Derek Carr, like I said, the, the Raiders killed my three-team parlay. I thought I had it Washington covered. My I, The Lions pulled off the upset. I had the Lions money line. And then I just needed I needed just the Raiders to win. I didn't even need, to, need them to cover their two-point spread that they were favored by. I just needed them to win. And it looked great. And then they didn't score at all in the second half. So I agree. Bench Derek Carr, Russell Wilson. I, I think that Denver's just totally going to be unmatched. I don't know who's starting yet for the Titans, whether it's going to be Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis, but expect Derrick Henry just to pound the ball in that game. We know that Bradley Chubb is no longer a member of the Denver Broncos, so their pass rush unit isn't going to be, or the front seven isn't going to be as potent as it was. So definitely agree with you. Russell Wilson is a sit there. All right, let's move on to running backs. So my first running back start comes with a caveat. I have Deion Jackson of the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this is only if Jonathan Taylor doesn't play. He returned to practice yesterday, Jonathan Taylor, in a limited basis, but we've seen him practice during the week before and not play. Right now, his status is still up in the air. I assume, I'm just going to assume he's not playing, but make sure you check the, the injury report both tomorrow and then an hour and a half before game. But the Indianapolis Colts, they just fired their head coach. I don't know if they're they're ready to rush Jonathan Taylor back. They're not going to compete this year, whether it's Sam Ellinger or Matt Ryan at quarterback. They're just not a good enough team. It behooves them best if they just let Jonathan Taylor rest. He's already having a down year. Let him heal up. So in that case, if De- if if Jonathan Taylor is seating, is going to be on the bench, then play Deion Jackson. He should have a good game this week. They are they do have a favorable matchup against a Raiders defense that has allowed the third most most fantasy points to opposing running backs. So Deion Jackson's a start if Jonathan Taylor doesn't play. My next one is Raheem Moser of the Dolphins. I really like this matchup this week. The Browns, while they are an underrated defense, while they're good, their run defense isn't the best. They allow the fifth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. I think that Raheem Moser will have a lot of chances, a lot of opportunities to explode out on the run. I know Tua can throw at will. He probably is good to throw anywhere from 350 to 400 passing yards a game. But I think that this is going to be a very high-scoring game, believe it or not, the Dolphins and the Browns. Dolphins, we know, don't have a good defense. I think the Browns come out. I said it's one of my upsets of the week. So I think that there's going to be a lot of points. There's going to be a lot of passing yards if you have – a Dolphin or even a Browns player on your bench, I would recommend starting him, especially Raheem Moser of the Dolphins. And then my last start is tonight, Cotterell Patterson of the Falcons. When when the Falcons and the Panthers played each other two weeks back in that ridiculous game that went into overtime because DJ Moore was an idiot at the Uh. end of the game, Patterson didn't play that game. We saw Tyler Algier just had a, a phenomenal game against them. Algier has really looked good this uh, has really looked good the past few weeks. But Patterson's back to starting, being the number one guy. The Panthers' defense has allowed the fourth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. So Patterson is my other start. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I like those picks. Cordell Patterson. Uh, you know, I I love seeing that dude succeed. You know, he was. Uh... There, you know, one of my first years playing fantasy football was the year where Cordell Patterson was on the Vikes, and he had a few games where he had 60-yard rushing touchdowns and 60-yard receiving touchdowns. And my boy was a huge Vikings fan, and and we were all hyped about Cordell Patterson, and then he kind of died down. Yeah. So he's got talent, and he, you know he's a huge running back. He's like six two, and he's skinny, but he does a good job. 
Um, I'll say I started Dion Jackson last week in, in DFS, and I was like, oh my gosh, I got a cheat code right here. But uh, he got hurt, and and the the I mean the Colts Sam Ellinger is not doing anything. I mean, I I actually I think uh, Matt Ryan will be back. Yeah, whatever. I agree. I agree. I didn't. I didn't. I think it was actually. You know, I think Matt Ryan was basically hurt. That's why they're starting him. So, uh, you know, I think this week though, it, Deion Jackson could have a a good game. Last game he started before last week, he went off. Right, he had like ten receptions. So, uh, yeah, definitely a, a good start if if Taylor's out, and then. You know, Raheem Mostert, I had him as a start last week, and he kind of busted, but that was kind of because of Jeff Wilson, and I don't know. It's an interesting situation. Jeff Wilson versus Raheem Mostert. Um, I hate it, but I dropped Jeff Wilson. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but uh, I, I did it, and and my boy just picked him up, and uh, I don't know. Anyways, my starts are, are a little bit questionable. Uh, I got two. Well, I got really one on here, so I'll start with the two that are are good starts and, and, and won't have any uh, backlash potentially. And that's Tony Pollard. Yep. I think this is basically an auto start at this point, especially given, you know, Zeke was hurt last week. I think it looks like he's going to be back. If he's not back, I mean, Tony Pollard is a, a RB1 and, and an RB1 with a little little medallion next to his name. But even so, if, if Zeke plays, I think they're going to transition to a Tony Pollard-led backfield. I mean, he played really, really well last week. He had three touchdowns. He's a beast and – uh I actually have Zeke as a sit, so we can get to that in a little bit, but I think it's Tony Pollard's week. Um, next up is Kareem Hunt, right? This is kind of what you were saying. If you have any uh, Cleveland players or Miami players, put them on your your lineup this week. I mean, I, I know Chubb is going to do something this game, and, and he's uh, you know second in the league in rushing yards, so I'm not going to tell you to start him, but I think Kareem Hart – Sorry, Kareem Hunt could have a good week as well. I mean, there's there's some weeks where both of those running backs put up a lot of points. And Kareem Hunt catches a lot of passes. Um, if, if the Browns are moving the ball, which we expect them to do in this game, Kareem Hunt could have a touchdown. And he could have six or seven catches. Um, he's a start. And this one it, it, it is a little crazy. Um, but I'm saying Cam Akers is okay. potentially a start this week. And, and the reason is, is because the Rams do a little bit of what the Pats used to do. And you know, it's unfortunate because the Pats had an unbelievable run game when they were rotating backs and the Rams are last in the league. Um, but, you know, against Arizona, they played Cam Akers almost exclusively the last time they played him. Right. Depending on who they're playing, they have different backs in their lineup. And I mean, they basically dominated the, the Cardinals the last time they played him. And Cam Akers was a, a good part of that. His it was his only game this year where he was really looking like Cam Akers is his rookie year. It was his highest Point total, you know, he had a touchdown. He had 12 for 61. He didn't have a catch, but, you know, maybe that'll change. I, I, I don't know what went on with the Rams and, and Akers, but they need him. I mean, they they really need him. He's a good player, and they can't just be like, you know, you're not going to play. The Rams are going to miss the playoffs if they don't start Cam Akers. So I actually think he'll basically be forced into the lineup. He, he had a few carries last week, so he's playable, but – you know, his best game was against Arizona. I think he'll put up another good one. And if the Rams can get a solid offensive scheme going, if they can get their run game going, Cam Akers could be unbelievable, but it's just not happening. Um, but, you know, Arizona is a weak defensive team. It's at home. I think if there's any week that you're going to start Cam Akers, you know, let's say you're like me and your fantasy football team is, you know, unfortunately kind of not so good at this moment. Uh, you know, Cam Akers could be a good situational start for this week. 
Yeah, it's risky, but definitely worth worth a look, especially if Matt Stafford stays in concussion protocol and he doesn't make the start. Expect the Rams to rely heavy on the run game, whether it's John Wolford starting or someone else. So I definitely would take that into account. Just keep an eye on the injury report. Let's go to our sit So my top sit is A.J. Dillon. I don't know what happened to A.J. Dillon this year. I thought he was going to be a solid number two guy behind Aaron Jones, and he really hasn't done anything of note this year. I don't know why he's not being utilized or if he's just there's too much pressure on him. But either way, he's definitely a sit for me this week. I think Aaron Jones will have a decent week going up against Dallas, even though Dallas does allow the fifth least points to opposing fantasy running backs. I do like Aaron Jones. I don't like AJ Dillon. So if you, I know that there's a lot of teams for bye weeks. I know some people are stretching for a start. AJ Dillon is not the guy that you want to stretch for. My other sit is Chase Edmonds going. He's now a member of the Broncos. I know he probably will be the number one guy. So let, so I would definitely say, say though, sit Chase Edmonds. It is his debut going up at Tennessee team that has a very good run game they have a very good defense they're very underrated on defense but they allow the six least points to opposing fantasy running backs so this week at least sit chase Edmonds. and then my last it is miles sanders now this is a little risky one because the eagles are very good they are going up against the commanders monday night that they'll have an 11 day rest the commanders are 10 and a half point underdogs but I think he takes a back seat this game. I think that they're I think that Jalen Hurts just comes out throwing. The commanders, they actually have a better run defense than they do a pass defense. Chase Young is not back yet, but he'll be coming back soon. But either way, they do do a decent job of stopping the run. So for this week, it could be hey, it could be a blowout early. In that case, they'll play some of their other guys like a Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell. So for me, Miles Sanders is a sit. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I, I, I like those picks. Um, I'm going to start it off with Zeke Elliott. Um, as I said, I think this is Tony Pollard's backfield right now. Um, I think the uh, Dallas is in a good spot. But that doesn't mean they need to start Zeke. I, I just don't think Zeke is really wowing them at all. He's certainly not wowing me or 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 anything. He didn't, he didn't do anything like what Tony Pollard did last week. Right? He hasn't had a 100-yard rushing game this whole year. And, and Pollard got one start and he did it. I, I really think, you know, one of my friends in our fantasy league said he drafted Tony Pollard and he's just waiting until that day uh, when, when Pollard becomes a lead back. And I think that's just about right now. Um, next up, I've got my usual sit of Antonio Gibson. You know, this is just a reminder that, uh, you know, uh, Robinson is, is getting the majority of the carries. I think he had 13 carries last week. Brian Robinson did, you know, let's see. He had uh 13 carries for 44 yards and Gibson had less. So Gibson is not the main back. You know, I know two weeks ago we had seven receptions, but still, I mean, he's not getting enough volume to start and he's, he's on an offense that's not playing very well. And he's playing against a good Philadelphia defense. There's a lot of reasons not to start him this week. Uh, if you drafted him, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. My last sit is going to be Melvin Gordon. You know, that's that's a little bit obvious, but, you know, he's been actually getting the ball a little bit. And um, Denver's just, you know, the, the the Tennessee team, they've got a great pass or a, a bad pass defense, but a great run defense. Um, so I have Russell Wilson, as I said, I've got Melvin Gordon, as I said, I've got the whole Denver offense, as I said, regardless. I just I, I don't see anyone on that team being fantasy viable right now. Yeah, definitely agree with you on all of those guys right there. I, I mean, Melvin Gordon, he just 
fumbles so much. I don't even know if this guy's going to be in the league next year. But, hey, there's crazier things that do happen. Let's move on to wide receivers. And my number one start is DJ Moore tonight going up against the Falcons. We know what boneheaded move DJ Moore did when the Panthers could have won. He threw his helmet at the end, got an unsportsmanlike call penalty. But he seems to have good rapport with P.J. Walker. He has – I dropped him a week too early. He has been playing great since then. I think he has another good game tonight against Atlanta. He probably also has a little bit revenge factor. You know, he's not going to be throwing his helmet around. So he's the star for me. Another start that might be surprising is Christian Kirk of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know that the Jaguars, they – they spread it around, but Kirk leads the team in targets and in yards. They're going up against Kansas City, who's not that great against the pass. They actually allow the seventh most fantasy points to ride receivers. I think that they're gonna the I think the Jaguars are gonna be playing from behind most of the game. So as much as they'd like to rely on Travis Etienne, I think that they're gonna have to be forced to throw Trevor. They're nine and a half point favorites. So Vegas is expecting a pretty easy Chiefs win. That's not to say will happen. We've seen double digits, underdogs upset, double digit favorites this year. But I think Jacksonville is going to be forced to throw. And I think Christian Kirk is going to be targeted the most on the team. And I would start him along with Rondell Moore of the Cardinals. I picked up Rondell Moore last week and he did very good for me because I was short a wide receiver. The Cardinals really just haven't been doing well lately. DeAndre Hopkins, besides coming back, he just he's just, like, just not on the same page with Kyler Murray. Rondell Moore, though, when he gets the ball, the guy's fast. So he his yards after carry is just ridiculous. They're going up against the Rams, who if you watch Jalen Ramsey just get burned all year, he's going to be covering DeAndre Hopkins. Though. That's going to leave Rondell Moore to be open because the Rams secondary isn't that good outside of Ramsey. And I, I just said Ramsey hasn't had a good year. So Rondell Moore is a start for me as well. How about you, Jacob? I like the Rondell Moore start a lot because when the Rams played the uh, Cardinals the first time, Rondell Moore went off. Um, they basically gave him eight yard or, or six yard or four yard out routes the entire game. Um, and if they play the same defensive scheme, it'll be a big game for Rondell Moore. Um, so, so there you go. I've got Joshua Palmer, right? You know, I actually got him on my own fantasy line. I put up a great stat line last week. I think he had eight catches. I think it, it, it may have been exactly 100 yards or, or pretty close to it. Um, but if Mike Williams is out, if Keenan Allen is out, he's the only guy in L.A. that's shown trust and and, come, and, and a good connection with the, the quarterback. So I'm, I'm taking Joshua Palmer. I actually think he's a great start this week. Um, yep. in, in DFS and, and whatever you're playing, I think he's a good start. Next up is Deontay Johnson, right? Obviously the Steelers traded Chris Claypool um, and Claypool was a big part of that offense. They really got three main receivers there with, with Pickens, Deontay Johnson and um, you know, Claypool's obviously gone. So they're, they're uh, you know, he's going to get a lot of targets. I know Pickens is, is, or Pickett, sorry. He's uh, he's been okay, but he has actually thrown the ball for a a solid number of yards. Right, he's not he's not as bad as a lot of other rookie quarterbacks have been. So, I I, I think it's a solid start. They're playing uh, the the Saints, who have the twenty second ranked pass defense. Uh, I'm starting Deontay Johnson. Finally, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my last start is Chris Olave. Uh, Olave is a beast, and and uh, I don't think it really matters who's playing quarterback. Um, I don't know if I actually would say Dalton or Jameis is better. I think uh, maybe Jameis, you know, Dalton hasn't really played that great. I think he's two and four in his six starts at this point. So 
anyways, he, you know, Dalton likes Olave. You know, Jameis is going to throw the ball a lot anyways. So whoever's at quarterback, I think Olave is, is honestly a start for the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. Olave, I mean, he was my guy when when in the preseason I was talking him up a lot. I know a lot of his production comes from Michael Thomas being out for the year and Jarvis Landry always being hurt, but he's definitely a star from year for years to come. I, I definitely love Chris Olave. Same thing. I agree with Josh Palmer, Keenan Allen out, Mike Williams out. Justin Herbert has to go throw to someone, especially against the Niners. They're going to be behind probably. So I agree with all of those picks right there. So my sit-ums is Robert Woods is number one this week. If Malik Willis Willis is quarterbacking again, I mean, the guy threw for all of 80 yards against the Chiefs. No, no Titans wide receiver or tight end is viable if he's going to start. And even if Tannehill comes back, we don't know if he's going to be 100 percent. And we do know and we do know that the Broncos just getting just trading away Bradley Chubb. They're going to be weakened against the run. So definitely, I think they're going to rely on the run a lot more. So I would sit Robert Woods. If you're if you're start if you have any Raiders guys, I would sit either Hunter Renfro or Mac Collins this week. The Raiders they're going up against the Colts, and the Colts, believe it or not, have a pretty good pass defense. They haven't been as great against the run, but they've allowed the second least points to opposing fantasy wide receivers. This is Devontae Adams' team. I don't think Mac Collins or Hunter Renfro is viable. Derek Carr just keeps struggling and keeps getting worse and worse. I would sit both of those guys. And then my final sit is Drake London tonight. London has just been miserable for fantasy owners. I would like to see the percentage of leagues he's dropped in because he just has not done anything. So I agree he's still not going to have a great game tonight. I think they're going to look to run the ball. The Panthers, I mentioned earlier, they give up more points against the run than they do the pass. So London is a sit for me. How about you? Yeah, so... I've got some uh, wide receiver sits myself. I've got Chase Claypool, Chase Claypool starting it off. I mean, I think some owners may be, you know, thinking, okay, he's an unbelievable talent and Justin Fields is picking it up. But Justin Fields isn't picking it up with his arm. He's picking it up with his legs, right? So the the Bears could put up 25 points this week and Claypool could have no catches, right? That's just how the Bears offense operates. They've got two good running backs. They've got a third good running back and their quarterback. They have an okay Although banned from this podcast, tight end, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so I don't think Claypool is a start this week. I think he's just, well, I will say, I will give Cole commit credit. He had two touchdowns last week. Crazy. But, you know, I I didn't even want to say his name, but uh, it looks like he gave me the okay there. So yeah, you know, Cole commit, he's coming alive a little bit. Um, You know, I, I, I think it may make sense that Justin Fields is thrown to the tight end a lot. A lot of the mobile quarterbacks do that, right? We see uh, Jalen Hurts and we see Lamar Jackson, right? Lamar Jackson throws to the tight end position more than any other quarterback in NFL history. And he's the he's the definition of a running quarterback right now. We see what Zach Ertz is doing with Kyler Murray. I think in general, when you have a mobile quarterback, the tight end position is going to be your, your primary receiver. And uh, that doesn't bode so well for Claypool. Yep. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree with all those guys as well. Brandon Cooks, I mean, the guy should have just gotten traded. I don't know why that – I don't know why he he didn't get traded. It just yeah. baffles me. Cooks, yeah, Cooks is my next uh, set. And even he's playing the Giants, and I didn't realize how good the Giants were against the uh, – against the run – or against the pass, sorry. Um, they're really good. And uh, Cooks just isn't putting together the seasons he used to. 
Um, and, and that's just evident and, uh, I don't think you can start them. And then lastly, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll both kind of take this one together, but Michael Gallup on the, uh, on Dallas, you know, with, um, you know, Brown coming in and, and with, a, a potentially tough week for Dak against the, the Green Bay defense, you know, Gallup may, may have a tough week. Yeah, I, I agree. Gallup. I, I think this is CD lamb, not just CD lamb, but Dalton Schultz just came out since since Dak Prescott's been back. So Michael Gallup is kind of the odd man out. Let's move on to tight ends. So I actually like Tyler Higby to start this week. I mentioned that that in that Matt Stafford might be in concussion protocol. If John Wolford is the is the quarterback, I think that as much as Cooper Cup owners hate to say it, but he's gonna spread the ball around. I think that Tyler Higby will get a lot of looks. And even if Matt Stafford plays the, the Cardinals don't do well against tight ends. I don't know if it's how they block, but they give up the most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. So Tyler Higby, I think he's going to get the targets. I think that whether you have Stafford in there or, or Wolford, that he's going to get the, he's going to get the catches that he needs. I also like Kate Otten. We talked earlier in the show. He was the savior last week. He's actually been coming out very strong the past few weeks. He's been a reliable target for Tom Brady. He's not, he hasn't filled the void that Rob Gronkowski left, but he's going to get, he's going to get your, your, he's going to get targets. Tom Brady seems to trust him. So I like Otten this week. And then finally, Greg Dolchich of the Broncos, who also has been coming on lately, at least before the bye. I think he's Russell Wilson's most trusted receiver. We know that Jerry Judy is not. Portland Sutton, he's a hit or miss game. So Dolchich is my other start. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, so I'm thinking of maybe obvious start first, but that's TJ Hawkinson. You know, he actually came out swinging last week. Uh, I know he's playing Buffalo, but in in these games where it's hard to find first downs and when you're doing third and four, you throw it to the tight end and Hawkinson. I mean, there is no question that he is in a better position. Now you saw, he threw some shade to Detroit in his post-game interview saying he's excited to be in a position to win and, and play in the playoffs that hurt a little bit because I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always going to be a fan of Detroit and I love Hawkinson. Actually. Yeah. I, I think he's a great player. I think he carries himself. Well, um, I think Detroit fucked up a little bit there. So uh, I don't know if I think the, the, the Minnesota Vikings are uh NFC favorite at this point. I think the 49ers still have a bit on them. But anyways, I think Hawkins is a start. I also think Dalton Schultz is a start. I know the Packers are unbelievably good at covering tight ends. Um, but he, there's something to be said for that chemistry between Dak and Dalton. Um, that's just, that's just you know, chemistry that that kind of, you know, takes a, a front row to these stats that we're, we're discussing. So I think Dalton Schultz will be good. I think you may disagree with me, but. Anyways, uh, lastly is Najoku. You know, Najoku, he's – we talked about him like four months ago before the season even started. You know, we were both saying David Najoku could have a sneaky good year. Yep. Um, and we were right. You know, I think you, you've you called him out as a start for some weeks, and he's had five catches, 80, 80 yards, and a touchdown. You know, he's been going off. He actually has been been so good. It's a little ridiculous. Um, so the, the Browns paid him a lot of money, but he's he's playing up to it. Uh, he hurt his ankle. He, he's supposed to be back this week. If he is back, he means playing the Dolphins. Could you ask for a better homecoming than than against the Dolphins? I don't know if you could. I totally agree with Najoku. And I did, unfortunately, have to drop him a few weeks ago because I had so many guys on my bye and I needed a reinforcement. So 
I didn't know when Njoku would have been back. Ertz, I was never going to start Njoku over Ertz, so I unfortunately dropped him. But I definitely like Njoku going this week. The Dolphins, they're just terrible on defense. So if you're ever opposing the Dolphins and you and you have a, a player on that te- opposition team, then I would definitely go for them. So let's move on to our sit I am going to disagree with you, and I'm going to actually sit Dalton Schultz. I mentioned I don't see Dak Prescott having a great fantasy game. I know that he loves Dalton Schultz. I know that he targets Dalton Schultz a lot. But you can't can't disagree with the metrics, and Green Bay allows the least most points to fantasy tight ends. I think that they will clamp down on Schultz. Like I said, I think this is the Tony Pollard show that we're going to sit this week. So I, I'm definitely I'm definitely sitting him. I'm also going to sit Pat Fryermuth and of the Steelers. I just don't like. I'm not a huge Fryermuth fan. I was at the beginning of the year, but I don't think he has rapport at all with with Pickett. And he's going up a Saints defense that allows the second most, the second least points to fantasy tight ends. So he's my other sit. And then my final sit is Gerald Everett of the Chargers. I hate to say it, but the Chargers going up against the Niners isn't like the great, isn't the greatest. He, I started Gerald Everett in my daily fantasy last week. He was going to get a lot of targets with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams out. He really didn't. He didn't get many fantasy points. I think Palmer is definitely the way to go. If you're a Chargers guy, I think they're going to continue to pound it with Austin Eckler. So Gerald Everett is my sit. How about you, Jacob? Yeah. So I've, you know, I've got Tunyon on here and I'm a big Tunyon fan, but. Um, you are, you do build him up a lot. I know, but you know, he's got a horrible matchup this week and he didn't do anything last week. I mean, Green Bay, you'd expect them to do something and, and, and rebound, but they're just not. Um, so Tunyon, I think as I said, I'm going to follow you on Fryermuth. I don't think it's his week. Um, tough matchup for him as well. Then, you know, a little bit of a surprising pick and I don't know if you can really sit this guy but it it seems like it might be a good week to do so um and that's dallas goddard um you know that's not that's not a bad choice though yeah you know he had a a, a huge week last week but but washington is really good against the tight end yeah what they are is they're really bad against other positions so you may see a lot of passes to wide receivers you may see a lot of runs from from hurts um so I'm, i'm sitting the tight end dallas goddard this week Totally agree. And real quick, we have about a minute left. So we'll give me and Jacob will give our top fantasy score predictions for quarterback. I like Pac Mahomes. I like him going up against Jacksonville. He threw 68 times against the Titans last week. That's ridiculous. I think he's going to, I think they basically are abandoning the run game and it's going to be the Pat Mahomes show. Once again, running back Saquon Bartley. I mentioned how Houston is the worst defense against the run. I think he's going to pound it. I think he's going to be good for multiple touchdowns. He's rested. They just had a bye week. And then uh, wide receiver, I think Stephon Diggs. I know that Josh Allen, it's questionable whether or not he's going to play. If he does play, I think him and Diggs, I think they light up the Minnesota Vikings. We saw the last time the Vikings went against a top offense, and that was against the Eagles, and they just – got totally burnt by A.J. Brown and Deonta Smith. So those are my picks. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I I, I like those. I'm going to go a little bit different. I'm going to take Hertz just because, you know, Hertz is, uh, you know, Washington is not that good. It's a divisional game. He's going to be going off. And uh, he's just got so many weapons around him, right? He could easily run for, for 80 yards, run for a touchdown, throw two more. And, and I mean, that Philly offense is, is clicking on all cylinders. So 
I think with a weak matchup for him or a good matchup, he's uh he's he's my pick. Then I've got Alvin Kamara, right? I hope it's it's Andy Dalton in, but uh Kamara is just one of those guys that any week he could take the game over. He didn't have a a great week last week. Um, but you know, he's playing Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's kind of mediocre against the run, and this is a game that could get out of hand, right? This is a game that the Saints could be in control of. Um, so Kamara could, you know, pop off early with a couple of receptions for a touchdown or two and then run the ball to close out the game. And then finally, I've got Tyreek Hill. I mean, Tyreek Hill is is crushing everyone's expectations this year. Um, he had a great week last week. Him and Jalen Waddle are like the best wide receiver duo in the league. Um, and Hill is a little bit ahead of Waddle. He's seeing more receptions. He's seeing more touchdowns. So, you know, any week is a week Tyreek Hill could have an 80-yard touchdown reception. I think this is one of them. So, uh, Tyreek Hill. Totally agree with you. Nice picks, Jacob. We are out of time. So I want to wish everyone good luck in their fantasy week this week. We've got football on tonight. And Jacob and I will be back next week. So take care, everyone.